1: It's Tuesday, October 25th.
0: From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV download, brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org.
1: It's flu season and students in Stafford County are feeling it. Last week, 1,000 kids at Stafford High School called out sick, and on Monday alone, 670 of them weren't back in school because of the flu. In our region, children's hospitals are at capacity, mostly with patients with respiratory illnesses. We talked to national expert and professor of infectious diseases, Dr. Monica Gandhi, about why cold and flu are hitting us so hard.
2: There is no longer interference from another virus, and so they're coming up. We're seeing a lot more RSV because we're in a lull with COVID right now.
0: And we're looking at what experts are calling a tridemic and say more variants of COVID-19 could make this winter difficult. The CDC is now recommending that states require kids get the COVID-19 vaccine. But is it a move that could make us more vulnerable if people avoid pediatric vaccines altogether?
2: Do I think everyone should be vaccinated? I do. I also would never mandate it. Not for COVID. There is a
1: practicality element. Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett.
0: And I'm Megan Cloherty. Cold and flu season is upon us, but... It's coming in stronger than many expected and far more severe. Kids are filling E.R.s across the country. And in turn, concerned parents are, of course, wanting to protect their kids. Many having to stay at home to care for them.
1: So usually kids recover from viruses like RSV, COVID and the flu. But for more insight, we turn to Dr. Monica Gandhi, who joins us on the road. Monica, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Let's first start with why so many people are getting sick these days.
2: You know, there are two reasons. One is that a process called immunity debt. What does that mean? Mm. That means that we kept away from each other over the last two years. And especially children did not actually develop immunity to other viruses with it. They usually have a lot of colds when they're little and that unfortunately makes them more susceptible and unfortunately they've never been they've haven't seen RSV before so they're getting RSV the second is something called viral interference which means that covid was dominating all respiratory viruses we all know this we saw very little flu we saw very little RSV we saw a little parainfluenza, human metanumovirus, adenoviruses, other coronaviruses. And as COVID comes down, this happened in May 2021 as well, these other viruses kind of rush in uh, to fill this vacuum. Mm. There's no longer interference from another virus. And so they're coming up. We're seeing a lot more RSV because we're in a lull with COVID right now.
0: Hospitals, as you well know, are across the country are full, including Children's National here in D.C. Um, what does that mean for healthcare on a local level? I'm wondering, you know, how does being at capacity affect the ability of care for incoming patients who maybe can't be seen or for those who are already in the hospital bed, but they're one of maybe hundreds?
2: So like you said, that's what was so worrisome about the beginning of COVID, because it then prevents us from providing good medical care for other conditions. Right Now, right now, to be fair, we we were used to hospitalized even prior to this in fall and winter more because of uh, being more susceptible to respiratory viruses when they're so small. But now it's sort of this unfortunately, this perfect storm of all three viruses competing that can make children sick. The good thing is this. We have treatment for COVID, which is remdesivir in children. We have treatment for RSV, which is ribavirin. And we actually have a treatment for flu. It's not the best, but there is a treatment called ozeltamivir. And we have supportive treatment so we can get people through
1: this. And, you know, Thinking about parents, and when they're sitting at home with their kid, what can they look out for? How can they make sure to protect their children from these respiratory illnesses as we you know, go into these winter months?
2: So, I mean, essentially, children, because they have just littler airways, they can get into breathing issues more quickly. So there's something called croup, where they have kind of different types of coughs, like a barking cough, mm-hmm. and we've seen croup a lot. Just watch out for any problems with breathing, for like breathing fast, and coughing so much or a lot of mucus and just have a low threshold to go and have them evaluated in urgent care. Everyone is aware of this kind of confluence of situations that's happening right now. Uh, and it has a lot to do with that. We kind of kept kids away from each other in a way kids and all of us need to go through some viral infection. So um, we, we're going to get through this winter, but please bring anyone in that you have any worry about.
0: Um, RSV and and flu do they have similar symptoms if I'm a parent looking you know looking at my kid maybe getting more lethargic I just want to make sure we give people a heads up of what to look for
2: they are cough shortness of breath lots of mucus and RSV is tends to be more upper airways a lot more mucus than flu but it absolutely can have the same symptoms so anything that you're worried about please please bring them in.
0: You may have just touched on this, but is it better to be treated early with any one of those, um, with the flu? I know a lot of people feel like when they get the flu, they just have to ride it out. But for kids, it's different. I just want to make sure we hit that.
2: Yes. I mean, it's always better to be treated early. So the ozeltamavir, or it's called Tamiflu for flu. There's something called ribavirin for uh, RSV. And then remdesivir is the antiviral that we use in the even the outpatient setting for kids. Mm-hmm. Even in the outpatient setting, we can prevent them from going to the hospital by giving them remdesivir and it's uh, active to very tiny babies. So oh, wow. please Please be aware that we have antivirals for all of these, and we need to be able to give them soon.
1: Mm. And you mentioned that we're kind of in a lull of COVID infections right now, we're seeing this kind of rise in flu, cold, and RSV, but casting our gaze to the future, we are seeing some other COVID variants, the XBB and the BQ variants. You know, what should we do now to maybe prepare for those variants in the future, or should we kind of fold COVID into how we treat other respiratory diseases like, you know, flu and cold?
2: So the one thing to know is we're never going to get rid of COVID. And I'm very sorry to say that, but it just doesn't have the features of an eradicable virus. We can't kill all the animals, unfortunately, of COVID, right? I mean, remember yes. the mink who were killed in Denmark, 29 species of animals have COVID. There's always a reservoir. Beyond that, it looks like other respiratory viruses. And we have great vaccines to prevent severe disease, but they don't prevent every infection. So putting that together, we have to boost vulnerable people. We have to boost older people. They're the ones that should be boosted the most with the Omicron-specific vaccine. It is really important. We have a huge study from the UK. The people who are still susceptible to severe disease are older, over 65, having multiple comorbidities or being on immunosuppressants. If you're in that category, please, please go get boosted. You may even need boosting more than once a year. Mm. If you're younger, you may get COVID, but you're going to be able to get through it because you've already been vaccinated. Uh, honestly, we're going to have to live with it like we live with other respiratory viruses. And unlike other respiratory viruses, we have better medications for COVID than we do for flu. I'd rather use Paxlovid for COVID than the not so useful Tamiflu for flu. Mm. So be alert and go in and get tested.
0: Doctor, I wanted to ask you this about uh, the CDC's uh, recommendation that states maybe consider. I think it was like a double couching in their their announcement that states consider adding COVID-19 vaccine to the required vaccines for kids. You know, we remember getting like the polio vaccine, the Hep B, rubella, all those things um, for diseases that many of us have never seen, have never heard of. Some of them like, you know, diphtheria hasn't even been a thing since the 1920s. Is there a concern for parents who don't want to get the COVID-19 vaccine for their child, then avoiding the other vaccines?
2: So I totally agree with your latter concern, because I'm very worried that the polio vaccination rate in some areas of New York is under 40 percent for under two year olds. We are actually thinking of bringing back oral polio vaccine when we haven't used that. Yeah, in this country because wow. of the polio spread in New York. So, yes, I'm worried. Do I think everyone should be vaccinated? I do. I also would never mandate it, not for COVID. And the reason is because children are much less at risk there is a practicality element. The practicality is children have had learning loss. We need our children in school. And fundamentally, it may make people not want to have their kid in school if they don't want to get their child vaccinated. So we have to be practical with our recommendations. So all of these other diseases, measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, polio, they were all much more severe in children than adults. COVID just happens to flip that paradigm, and it is much less severe in children. Because of that, I think we should recommend, but not mandate, the vaccine for children.
0: I'm wondering, so your concern is that people might keep their kids out of school versus a concern of those sort of older and maybe less seen viruses making a resurgence.
2: Exactly. Those unseen viruses making a resurgence would be terrible because we've conquered those diseases. So we want to mandate the vaccines that absolutely affect children the most. All of those other vaccines should be mandated in my opinion. But COVID-19, if it keeps people from getting the other vaccines by mandating COVID vaccine, I would not mandate it, I would just recommend it.
1: Professor of Infectious Diseases at University of California, San Francisco. Monica Gandhi, thanks so much for coming on and really helping us understand where we are.
0: Coming up after the break, do you have a pet peeve? It's kind of hard to think of one off the top of your head, but Luke and I share some of the most popular ones and the ones that drive us crazy. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602. Changing lives.
1: I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject. Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. And before we go, there's a big discussion that broke out in the newsroom today about pet peeves. And so we <laughs> thought we'd bring that into the DMV Download podcast. For Megan, no
0: reason whatsoever, exactly, by the way. Exactly,
1: yeah, just totally random. So, Megan, what is your biggest pet peeve? I don't
0: think I have the biggest one. Okay. And we were talking about that because, like, You know what they are when they pop up, but it's hard to think of them in the moment. On the fly, yeah. Yeah, I don't like. Let's see. When people don't replace the toilet paper roll and they just like leave the toilet paper sitting on top of the empty roll. Brutal. That's not cool, dude. Not cool. And I don't like. Actually, this does drive me crazy. When you're in the left lane and there's someone just like ahead of you, just puttering away, Mm. going like 45 in the left lane on the highway, and like. In some places, you do notice that people, like, use the left lane to go fast and then they get over. Yeah. Here, for some reason, it seems like people just stay in the left lane for, like, their entire journey. Like, they think they're the fastest. The
1: etiquette is not really there. The
0: etiquette's not there, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, those are two solid pet peeves.
0: What are your pet peeves?
1: So my first pet peeve is spatial awareness, but let me explain that. So when you're on the metro or you're at a stadium, you know, crowds of people yeah. are there. And I feel like sometimes there's just some folks who just do not have spatial awareness. They're not really looking around. and Like to
0: make room for someone to pass right, or something? They're, like
1: they're either bumping into you like physically or you're like walking in their direction and there's just not like a mutual like spatial relationship you know it's just like people are not moving effectively it's
0: like when someone walks down the sidewalk straight at you and eventually one of you has to move over if you both kind of make space you could do it but I feel like there are agreed (laughs) upon
1: rules to walking on a sidewalk and I feel like some people aren't really aware of them kind of like the lane thing with with cars
0: Yeah, yeah second
1: one is kind of a bigger one and this one I think people might agree with or not But Bluetooth speakers on, like, natural hikes can't stand them. Like, I just can't stand them. I'm just imagining a guy in a tank, muscle tank, you know, (laughs) and his, like, backpack has a Bluetooth just, like, blaring loud music as you're trying to, like, listen to the birds chirp and the leaves sway.
0: that almost ruined my engagement. Really? Yeah, because we were in a national park And um, my husband was like trying to ask me, like trying to find a good spot to ask me. And I'm sure he's in his head like freaking out. I don't know what's going on. Yes. But there was this guy who was was, um, biking down the path playing Nelly, It's Hot in Here. (laughs) At, like, volume 45. Dang. And we were, like, in this nature preserve, and he was he, he was so annoyed with this guy at the moment. And I'm like, and it, it's definitely annoying, but yes. I was like, you're, like, really, really, really annoyed with this guy. And then I figured out why later.
1: That's hilarious. But he's no.
0: like, I'm not getting engaged to <laughs> Nelly in
1: the no, background. No, it, it just takes away from the reason you went out to enjoy nature. Yeah. It's like a synthetic interruption into your, like, peaceful time. Yeah. Like, and I it, it, it feel like it makes so much sense not to. Like, I literally can't imagine someone saying, I'm going to play a big, loud Bluetooth speaker where other people are walking and trying to enjoy nature. Like, that's why this pet peeve drives me insane.
0: Okay, so I looked up, just, li- I literally just Googled biggest pet peeves, and these are some of the, t- the top ones. Chewing sounds or noises. Uh-huh. Because you might be doing something every day that's driving your coworker insane. Yeah. Repetitive tapping.
1: Oh, I do that all the time.
0: Especially when people have really long nails, they do that sometimes. Um, interrupting during a conversation texting during a meal, taking phone calls in public.
1: Yes, that's a big one. Some people in the newsroom were like, cannot stand that on the Metro bus or on the Metro Even if you have Rail. Bluetooth headphones in. Oh.
0: I mean, I'm I, asking.
1: Well, when I do that, when I take a call and I need to take it, I'll put my Bluetooth you know, headphones in and I'll basically like... Either text while I'm calling, so they'll be talking to me, but I'll be texting them my responses. Oh, be like I'm on the metro. No one does that. Uh, well, well I'm pretty. <laughs> That's g- very
0: thoughtful, <laughs> but I feel like
1: no one does that. Or I'll talk very quietly and just be like, okay, yep, yep, but I'll let them lead the discussion.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And throat clearing, coughing noises, leaving drawers and cabinets open. That's pet the pet peeves.
1: Final. They're around. They are. <laughs> it is a wild zoo of pet peeves out there, and those are just a few of ours.
0: Oh, uh, and that'll do it for us today on the DMB download. <laughs>
1: And this show is brought to you by Steamfitters Local 602. We want to give a big thanks to our managing editor, Craig Schwab. We love you, Craig. Thanks for making this show possible. And our music is by the great folks at Real World.
0: Leave us a review and rate our show if you get the chance. We are on social media every day sharing stuff, including maybe some more pet peeves today. Check it out. And if you want to become a VIP listener, head to dmvdownload.com.
1: The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and of course on the WTOP News app. Have a great evening, and we'll see you tomorrow.